You crave to be understood but fear being perceived because you believe that people won't understand you and won't see you and won't get you and you let that matter. You let that move you. And then you're standing on broken legs and wondering why it's so hard to walk. Who are you when no one's watching? And when they are watching, what are you trying so hard for? What are you trying to prove? If you can, look in the mirror and stare at the person back at you and feel even if it's sadness, even if it's anger, even if it's the most dreary, despondent darkness you have ever felt, but if you can feel honest, at the very least, you're among the rare. This world is flux, oscillating between goodness and darkness. Wherever you land within that multitudinous spectrum is just fine. If you crave but fear intimacy, if you crave but fear freedom, if you crave but fear love, there is a part of you that's denying who you are, not to everyone else, but to yourself. You told yourself you weren't worthy. You told yourself it was too frightening and you believed it. The cage is open. You can walk out anytime you want. Why are you still in there? It's already happening. That's why you're here and why you're listening. Nothing is broken in your world. Nothing needs to be changed. Nothing needs to be different. And yet everything is constantly changing because it is the inevitable nature of that which is eternal. What I've come to realize in this endless searching for answers is that there really are not. If you spend your whole life trying to get your act together, then, then what do you have? You have an act, right? Instead of a life. I am Vanessa Fontana, and welcome back to Figuring Shit Out. It's been a minute. It's been a week in between the last episode, and to be quite honest, I needed some time, I think, to sit with where I see the direction of this podcast really going, and really sit with myself and some of the things that I had been avoiding personally, um, which serves as sort of a premise of inspiration for this episode, which is going to be about um, craving to be understood, but fearing being perceived. So this fear of intimacy, but as well craving it, um, a type of avoidance in intimacy and avoidance that blocks us from deeper connections with other people, with the world. Um, and with ourselves and our creativity. Um, And I'm going to start this episode off by actually reading something that I wrote. I changed my creative process a little bit for this podcast. I think I was getting caught up in needing to get things out and needing it to be at a certain timeline. Um, And I'm finding my flow, you know, with structure and inspiration and being moved by something within me rather than a demand that lives outside of me. And that's sort of where this episode was born, you know, kind of out of a real need to face myself with the precipice of honesty and a real need to reform my creative process so that it served me. Through serving yourself a lot of the time, through watering your own seeds, through nourishing the passions and desires that you have, you effortlessly and naturally are able to serve other people and serve the world. And when we focus service outside of ourselves and this sort of unrequited giving, kind of similar to my last episode all about boundaries and about self-sacrifice for boundaries and self-sacrifice in the name of love and it being this act of self-abandonment. It's really quite similar when it comes to works or acts of service. And I think that whenever you're creating something that can typically serve as a window and conduit for other people to be helped, that there is this sort of need and urgency associated with it to share all at once and to share it in the best and most beautiful way possible and consistently. And I think in that process, it can be a bit challenging to 
focus on giving to yourself and to the world when you're focused on giving to the world. And so I really needed to take a step back and consider, you know, why I started doing this in the first place and like what was speaking within me. And I have always been a writer. It's my craft. It's my gift. And this podcast, this platform for speaking is really very, very wonderful. But my first mode of being is through words on paper and through writing. And so I said to myself, you know, how can I use this as a way to hone the creative process and kind of piece it all together and make it something multidimensional that really fills me and serves me. And the answer to that was through words and through writing and starting every episode with really deep thought about something that I want to talk about and really reflecting internally on it with the prose and words that I create. So that's going to be something that I do from now on in this episode is you know, write something first about it, for it, kind of get my resonance with the thing, my understanding of the thing, instead of just coming on here and doing stream of consciousness, which has been honestly quite great. But I think that I am in need of some type of structure, not so much as to put the creativity in a box of any sort, but to be able to make sure I'm touching all my bases, giving back to myself, as well as nourishing this beautiful thing that um, I am creating and have created. And the first stop to that is really focusing on my medium, which is through words, through writing, and then filtering that into communicating vocally and communicating via video and images, etc. So um, with that long-winded explanation, I'm going to read uh, the thing that I wrote around this topic, and we're going to go from there. So I think that the most honest thing we can do when we don't know where to begin is simply to meet ourselves in the cold home of the loud incompleteness that we feel. When there's a deep yearning inside of the crevices of you that you can't quite quench, something beckoning to come out, but you don't know what it is, you don't know how to express it, you try to write and the pen is out of ink, you try to sing and your voice can't find the key, you speak and there's cracks and breaks out of your mouth before there are words, you try to create and all that comes out of you is regurgitations of recycled versions of a previous expression that didn't quite satiate you once enough before. It deeply reminds us of our perpetual search for something meaningful, and when we find that meaning, there's a special moment of fleeting joy, connection to what calls to us, and success in learning how to listen to it. We're proud for a moment, but then it's time to do it again, and again, and again, and to think about growth, and think about the entirety of your life in the context of what whispers the most earnest truth to you. The endless journey of searching, finding, losing, searching again. Is life not enough? To make something untouchable, touchable. To create poignance out of pain. To transmute the physical into something felt is a gift. One that we are all equipped with in some way, shape, or form. And when you've done it before and you can't do it again, you can't find the way to execute. The inspiration feels dry and bleak and numb. It is painful. When this happens, it's important to ask yourself, who are you when no one's watching? And when they are watching, what are you trying so hard for? What are you trying to prove? Where are you lying to yourself, craving to be understood, but fearful of being perceived? What an oxymoron. What a godforsaken fucking paradox. The lies that we tell to ourselves about what we need to be, how we need to act, how the world needs to see us for us to feel okay, swimming farther and farther out to sea in the dimness of our own deception. We lose our honesty. We lose our oneness. We lose our connection to what calls to us when we make it about other people, when we make it about needing to make sense, when we make it about needing to be seen, to be understood, when ironically that happens when we don't try so hard for it to. If you can look in the mirror and stare at the person back at you and feel even if it's sadness, even if it's anger, even if it's the most dreary, despondent darkness you have ever felt. But if you can feel honest, at the very least, you're among the rare. We hide, we cower, we pretend, we lie, we fear. And while you think that the warm blanket made up of stitched masks that you wear in front of the world is only worn in the face of crowds of groups of other people, somewhere along the way, you will start wearing them in front of yourself if you haven't already. You lose yourself and you don't even know it. Maybe you never even found yourself in the first place. And then you wonder, where is the child 
inside of me that once lit up in the face of discovery, that once knew how to express every feeling that arose with an unconditional freedom, that didn't care if what was said was said well, or if how we said it made sense, or if what we did was celebrated or seen or understood. I made a TikTok this week that was about a kind of fearful avoidance and yearning to be understood but fearing to be perceived and had quite a few comments on it saying things like, how did you jump right into my head and steal my thoughts? And it's funny because it proves the antithesis of that fear, that while we hide and cower in the face of intimacy at times, somehow total strangers go through exactly what we go through. And that's why no matter where you are at any given moment, the best thing that you can do for yourself, for the world, is just to admit full-fledgedly that you are where you are. And with the confidence that this world is flux oscillating between goodness and darkness and that wherever you land within that multitudinous spectrum is just fine because our personhood is closely knit with our own fluid evolution. If you crave but fear intimacy, if you crave but fear freedom, if you crave but fear love, there is a part of you that's denying who you are, not to everyone else, but to yourself. Ask yourself, what are you trying to hide? Who are you hiding from? Who are you when no one is watching? And why can't you be that when everyone is? What are you so scared of? And what are you so scared of admitting? And why, oh why, do you feel like your experience in your loneliness or uninspiration or confusion is an isolative one, only felt by you? We are funny creatures. We are the only mammals with opposable thumbs and brains that move quick with the wit of lightning to analyze and decode and detect and protect. A million emotions put into words, defined in dictionaries, understood by all of humanity, language with the ability to be translated into different language, into art, into breath, that we can all find a way to understand. And we think we're so separate from other people, from our own species of humanity. We think we're so lost. We think we're so confused. And that's not the lie. Maybe we are. We think we're the only ones. That's the lie. And the more that you live it, the more that you tell it, the more that you cut yourself off from the flow of healthy blood to your beating heart that yearns to express, that craves to be seen, that craves to be understood, the more you carve parts of yourself off from the flow of our inevitable interrelatedness, the more you unplug the light bulb of connectivity that strings us all together. You crave to be understood, but fear being perceived because you believe that people won't understand you and won't see you and won't get you. And you let that matter. You let that move you. And then you're standing on broken legs and wondering why it's so hard to walk. Wondering why you can't let another person who wants to love you, love you. Wondering why you can't pick up the pen or the paintbrush or the camera and find the spark to light the fire. Wondering why you've sat back on all of the dreams your inner self is thirsty for, but you won't let yourself admit because you shut the light off in the room that the child that once was you, that still lives in you, illuminated. You told yourself you weren't worthy. You told yourself that you couldn't. You told yourself it was too frightening and you believed it. The cage is open. You can walk out anytime you want. Why are you still in there? So that is something that I wrote um, in preparation for this episode and to kind of get my own creative wheels turning. It made me really realize that the thing that I wanted to speak about this week was a creative process that felt really dry and bleak and empty. And I realized that there was this like very strong connectivity between that and between fearing to be perceived by other people. And I think with this podcast, I have, you know, started it with this fearlessness, with this real sense of um, connection to it. And that fearlessness and connection to it has wavered, honestly, throughout the life of it, which is very young. It's only about four months old now. 
Um, but what I've realized is, you know, with feedback from other people and with it being heard by other people and seen by other people that I'm starting to look at it through the lens of other people. It's not really about me anymore or for me anymore. And that I think is one of the most dangerous things that you can do with the things that you create is make it about how the world sees it, make it about needing to be seen and understood. And I noticed myself this like fear of perception, this craving to be understood, but fear of perception with my own creation, with my own work and this need to evolve it and grow it and make it into something bigger and with the ability to really hone a larger audience. And I think I started to ask myself, like, why? You know, what am I doing this for? And what is my actual purpose with this? Like, why do I want to be here at all? Why did I start this at all? What did it do for me in the very beginning? And really the answer to that was the nourishment that it gave to me and the desire to voice a lot of the things that I've learned on my own accord in the observation of my mind and therapy and healing on my own spiritual path of discovery and put it into a medium for the world in whatever way, shape or form that meant. Because I learned from spiritual teachers and people who I don't think necessarily had this wisdom that I didn't have or had this thing about them that made me so connected to what they were saying, but they were the deliverers. They were the channelers of that thing. And as I went along that journey and really learned all of these things on my own and from a million different places, a million different people, the biggest and most salient part of what I choose to do now with that and the learnings that I've had from those things is to be another deliverer, be another channeler, not for the world, not for the purpose of giving, 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 but for the purpose of following the alignment that I feel with it and naturally that bleeding into, you know, doing a certain service or justice for the world or for people, whether that's five or 500,000. And so I think that kind of like, having that understanding of my own creative process and having it be seen by other people and, you know, starting to feel a real sense of insecurity with it. There was this, there was this feeling of isolation, this feeling of separation between me and I guess other people who create or me and I guess what I think in my mind I want to be, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that there was a real deep connection to, connection and how this is a form of connection, me speaking through a microphone and looking at a camera and how my TikTok is a platform for connection and how people are a platform for connection that sometimes we go through these wavering cycles of feeling very connected to. And sometimes we go through these wavering cycles of feeling so isolated from. And so to preface this entire episode with the, you know, finding a new creative process that really spoke to me and learn I guess how that flowed so deeply and inextricably into the whole idea of wanting to be seen and craving to be understood, but fearing to be perceived, like fearing that, you know, other people are going to think something of you that you are not or that you won't be able to get your point across or your personhood across. You know, you want this intimacy with other people, but you can't quite let yourself get there. And when you do open the door and let other people see you, then there's this real sense of resistance and this desire to shut that door because you don't want people to get too close. And if people see all of you and you notice that they see all of you, there's this sense that it's really scary. You know, you get kind of freaked out. So it's not even that you crave to be understood, it's that you really fear to be understood because you're projecting this separation, acting like the things that you've gone through that have made you hard and bitter and scared to be loved or scared to be seen are trials and tribulations only of your own and not felt by other people in this world. And so you project this separation like, no, 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 I can't let this person in or no, 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 I can't share my art or no, 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 I need it to come across this way because you are not fully accepting of yourself. If you were, and if you were able to really sit with yourself, see yourself, understand yourself, validate yourself, and have a sense of true confidence in knowing that the people who see you will see you, and by validating yourself, 
you open yourself up actually to more people being able to come in and to see you and you open yourself up to connection because then you start to sort of look at other people and other things through the lens of that self-love, through that lens of validation and everything starts mirroring you. So there's these mirrors in the world around us that basically reflect how we're feeling about ourselves at any given moment. And if, you know, someone wants to see you and you let them and you get scared by it and it shuts off that connection, it's simply because you're not ready for the openness of which that connection wants to bring you because you haven't, you know, opened that within yourself first. And that's why whenever you're entering relationships with other people, whenever you are exploring new connections, it is so important to have a real sense of solid ground within your own heart, soul, and space. And let me tell you, babe, it's never going to be totally solid. Like it's going to come up. People in relationships, especially romantic relationships, are going to trigger things in you that you didn't know were there. It's going to be a period of shadow um, wavering in and out of that experience of love because it highlights our insecurities. It highlights our attachment style. It highlights how we feel about ourselves and truly our ability to be loved and how worthy we feel of being loved, therefore, how worthy we feel of being seen and being understood. And so I think that the solution to this comes with facing yourself truly, allowing yourself the space to feel what you need to, admit what you need to in the space of your own heart. If you cannot feel at home and honest and cozy in the own space of yourself and truly let yourself be and admit to yourself what you are feeling with no judgment and a true unconditionality and allow yourself to express it, physically express it, cry, scream, do what you need to do to get that out of your body, then naturally that will translate into other mediums. You have to let yourself feel the things that you are feeling. You have to let yourself feel the fear. If you don't feel the fear when you are trying to be understood and you're scared of being understood, then you're going to throw up a wall that you don't even know. You're going to block other people from being let into your life. You're going to block opportunities from being let into your life. You're going to block your blessings by not allowing things to fully flow through you because the things that you haven't dealt with before, regardless of how much you think you're healed from them are going to come up again. You're going to be tested again. You have to let yourself feel. And this is something that I have learned profoundly, profoundly um, in the last few weeks, really, is being able to go from step one to step two to step three. Step one being having the heavy feeling, having the heavy emotion. Step two being feeling it, letting myself feel it, being non-judgmental for it. And then step three, solutionizing. But you can't go from feeling it to solutionizing. That puts a band-aid over it. That basically covers the gaping wound with just a little salt. And then that salt is going to be swept right off and it's going to come up again and again and again if you don't let yourself feel it. So a way that you can really let people in, let people understand you, let people see you, let people appreciate your art, your things, your existence is by allowing yourself the unconditional experience of feeling the things that you need to feel. And it's so hard to do this, but once you realize how much you're judging your feelings, how much you're putting them in a box between good and bad and putting conditions around the things that you can feel and how long you can feel them, the more that you start to realize that you expect other people to do that the same way for you. And other people who are meant for you, who will truly love you from a place of unconditionality will not do that. They will accept you for where you're at. They will accept you for how you are feeling. They will know that that feeling will evolve and grow and change. But if you don't know that yourself, then you're not going to attract people who are capable of giving you that type of love or when they want to give you that type of love, you're not going to be able to receive it. So that's the first step is facing yourself, allowing yourself the space to basically go through all of the darkness, all of the heavy shadow work that you need to go through and feel it, feel it with the knowing that it's going to change. That's what I was saying earlier that, you know, wherever you are, if you can just admit that you are there and just be okay with it, with the knowing that this world is flux and our existence is true, constant evolution, then 
you will be so much more better positioned to be able to deal with the fear that comes up because you'll know that that fear is just another emotion. That fear is just another thing that wants to be felt. That fear doesn't have as much power over you as you are giving it. But the more that you are terrified of feeling it, the more that you're going to shut it down when it comes in, the more that you're not going to do things that are outside of your comfort zone that are scary, the more that you're not going to let people love you, the more that you're not going to pursue your dreams, the more that you are going to remain in this perpetual unhappiness of really chasing after this feeling of connection that you can truly only give to yourself first, which opens up the pathway for other people to be able to give that to you and for the world to be able to see and give that to you. In my own life, I have seen this really profound transformation between when I used to genuinely believe that no one would ever understand me. Like I believed that my pain, my trauma, the things that I had went through from a very young age were too complex and too complicated and too heavy for other people. And so what I did from a young age when I started to kind of shut off and feed into the fear around like 11 or 12 is I started to isolate myself from other people. I started to say, like, I could never really be friends with that person because, you know, their family is normal. I I would say things like, I don't think that, you know, I can click with that group of people. I would basically isolate myself from groups of people, from a lot of people, from most people, thinking that they would truly never understand me and basically throw up this wall and this guard and disconnect myself from the experience of connection by having the assumption that no one would ever get me. And so that is, you know, maybe where you're holding yourself back because you have to realize that everyone in this life, everyone in this world goes through if you've been wanting to learn a new language, connect with your family heritage, Rosetta Stone might be perfect for you. It is the most trusted language learning app available on desktop or as an app, and it is truly immersive in the language you want to learn. It's been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered from Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, with fast language acquisition and speech recognition as a built-in feature to give you feedback on your pronunciation like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. And for a limited time, Figuring Shit Out listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. through some type of pain that makes them want to fall to their knees and whether it is, you know, big or small, in your mind, pain is pain and pain is an inevitable part of this human experience. And so the more that you are able to accept that and realize that everyone goes through shit, the more you can feel the connection to other people and realizing that your experience in feeling scared, sad, isolated, confused is not your experience. That is a shared experience. And the more that you lie to yourself and tell yourself that people will not understand you and that, you know, your experience and being lonely, scared, confused, isolated is yours and no one will get it, then the more that other people aren't going to get it. The more that you tell yourself that your art is too weird or your writing isn't good enough or your, your voice sucks and you can't sing in key. Maybe that's true. Take singing lessons. I don't know. But you know, the more that you keep yourself from the things that you feel called to do because you don't feel like other people will get it, the more that you really give your power not over to other people. It's not about other people. It's about the fear within you because no one will ever bring anything out of you. No one will ever make you act a certain type of way that already doesn't exist within you. It's always just mirrors and reflections pointing to the undercover of pain that sits within your soul that you haven't faced. And so to be able to let people in to be able to receive, you first have to give and receive to yourself. You first have to talk yourself through those hard moments, allow yourself to feel what you're feeling, say, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to be okay. Treat yourself like a fucking child. And I've learned how to do that and it's helped tremendously. And what's helped also tremendously is keeping these little pictures of myself um, from when I was young all around my room and looking at that little girl and looking at her and knowing that she still lives in me and that that was me once. And it's my job to take care of her. It's my job to parent her. It's my job to give her the things that she dreamed of and try my very best to realize the things that she wanted with no fear. And that's also what I was saying in the piece that I wrote was, 
you were a kid once and you were able to feel everything you wanted to feel. You were a kid once and you had tantrums. And I'm not saying have tantrums, but I'm saying if you need to have a tantrum in your room by yourself, let yourself. And if someone wants to hold you while you're having one, if someone wants to hold you while you cry, let them. Let yourself feel what you need to feel because without doing that, you're cutting yourself off. You're cutting yourself off from that inner child, from that part of you that speaks through you, that is the discovery, that is the experience of life. You know, when we were kids, we were able to go throughout a day just being happy just because. We were able to go and float through life and do the things we wanted to do. And we were moved by our intuitive bodies, our feeling bodies. And we just had this real sense of exploration. And somewhere along the way, we started feeling the fear and that cut us off from all of it. And I'm not saying go be a kid, go be a little child who doesn't know what the fuck is up. But I'm saying to allow yourself to connect to that part of you that wants to feel and is our most primordial selves, which is the evolution of all of the flux in existence, the evolution of feelings that stay, feelings that change, feelings that rise and fall. If you observe and if you notice these things and if you do not judge yourself for it, then you will start to realize how how changing and evolving it is and how nothing lasts forever and how any pain that you're feeling right now will go away, but you need to let it go away. You need to make the space for it too. You need to make the space for it to have a nice, beautiful, cozy spot in your in your home. And let it just completely dilute, let it completely be felt in every way that it wants to, write about it, sing about it, do whatever creative medium that you do about it until it's out of you. And you'll watch and notice how it flows out of you, but don't perpetuate it. Perpetuating it is identifying with it. Perpetuating it is saying, I'm so lost and scared and confused and no one gets me and I'm just all alone in my own little land here and everything is always going to be this way and nothing's ever going to change. And that's a story that you're telling yourself. That's perpetuating it. So you can let yourself feel it without perpetuating it. And the next thing, you know, I would suggest is when you do that, when you open your heart space, which is really what you're doing when you let yourself unconditionally feel everything you need to feel as you lead with that open heart, when you go out into the world, when you meet people, when you connect with the people that you love, you lead with an openness in your heart that acknowledges that they too are probably going through something heavy and that it is your job to be able to provide a bit of a cozy space for them and be able to be exactly where you are, who you are, and you are able to give others the power to be vulnerable when you are vulnerable yourself. And so if you show up to one of your friend's houses and say, you know what, I'm just really not feeling good today. Like I just, I'm going to own it. Like I'm just not feeling myself. I'm not feeling good. It is what it is. I don't, you know, need it to be better, but that's where I'm at. You know, they'll probably share something back with you and you'll be able to connect over something with another person that's just kind of like, all right, well, great. At least we're both in this place. At least we both know that it won't last forever. And when you start to lead with that open heart, you can see people through the lens and the eyes of their own inner child, their own inner discovery, their own pain and love and beauty with the world. And so that open-heartedness is really important. It's really salient in terms of compassion, not only for other people, but for yourself. When you realize too, here's another thing that can help with this, is we are all connected in this human experience. We all share this thread of pain. What I was saying in my piece was like, we're able to define emotions with words that lead to other words. And maybe throughout different languages, different words mean different things. They have different connotations, etc. But the way that we are able to communicate a feeling felt in our bodies, felt in our evolutionary existence that, you know, has allowed us to become what we are, to become the very smart mammals that we exist as – we have put words and images and art and breath and expression to things that only we as humans experience. You know, maybe animals also feel this, but mammals like us, you know, the only mammals with our opposable thumbs, were really, really connected to what it's like to be human and what it's like to be so intelligent, but also not even realize the power of our brains and be controlled and consumed by them. And 
you see when you realize that the natural connectivity in the world and that no matter who the other person is across from you in a room with some very few exceptions such as murder and really awful acts of violence, no matter who is sitting across from you, with a few exceptions, you could connect with that person. You could find one thread of common existence. And that connectivity will follow you everywhere. And then you don't shut people out anymore. You don't see someone and look at them and be like, I could never be their friend. You don't put labels on people anymore because you're not labeling yourself as different. You see yourself in everyone. You see yourself as everyone. And it really helps you and enables you to be able to not only show love to other people and accept love to other people, but to show love to yourself because people will always, always, always make you feel how they feel about themselves, about their own given day and experience. And so if you are shutting yourself off from other people, and if you crave intimacy but fear it and won't let yourself get there, then that is because you're shutting yourself off from yourself. There's a part of you that you haven't faced. There's a part of you that you won't admit. There's a part of you that you're scared to see. And you break out of the idea that love is static, that love when you receive it is defined by this one piece and place and time and that this person gives you this type of love and Therefore, they are the person for you. And if they take their love away, then you are sad and depleted and love no longer exists. Like something like that, if you have that type of mindset, step away and realize that love, no matter what form it's in, romantic, platonic, familial, the love you feel for your favorite drink, the love that you feel for getting a coffee on a Friday afternoon, the love that you feel for a cat, a dog, whatever it is, that that love is really all the same. It's in different forms. It changes. It grows. It evolves. You sometimes feel it really strongly towards one person. And then sometimes you feel it not as strongly towards that same person. It doesn't mean that that love, you know, went away. It just means that that love is fluid. Love is not static. And when you are able to notice that and see that, it also helps you to be able to rise above your thoughts, feelings, and emotions and judge them and say, it needs to be this way. You just have a real understanding that no, no, like, like love is is here it's everywhere it's all around i don't need to look that hard for it and if it if it's not here in my present day existence right now right here i know it'll show up soon because that's what it does it's something that is omnipresent everywhere you can always look around the room and find something that you love and create love in your life no matter who you're dating, if you're dating, where your friends are, if you have friends, you can find that love, which will bring more love into your life. When you pour the love into yourself, that's ironically when those relationships that are really divinely connected start to happen. And when you start to realize that there's an abundance of new friendships in your life that you're able to give really easily to. And so it's just important to be able to realize that love is not static and that the people who want to give it to you, if they are trying and you're not letting them, then that's not their fault. That is not because their love is too powerful or you can't let it in. It's simply because there is something within you that believes you're not worthy of that love. And when you can see love as, you know, this oscillating flux as well as the pain, you're able to really notice and really see that the amount of love you're able to receive is the amount of love you think that you're worthy of receiving. So it's not that someone will love you better than another person. Sometimes they do actually, but most of the time it's just because the person that you attracted who maybe didn't love you that well was loving you in your capacity to be loved. And you were giving them maybe endless boundless love and you were getting back maybe an inch or a half of it. And that is what you accepted because it's what you thought you deserved. And when someone comes and tries to bring you a bit more, tries to bring you what you deserve, you start to close up and fear it, even though internally you ask yourself the question, well, isn't this what I wanted and why can't I let this in? Why can't I receive it? you have a moment with yourself. You have a real awakening with yourself. Be grateful for that moment. It shows you where your limits are and it shows you where you need to expand and sink in and sit in. And it's actually a really, really beautiful gift. And you come to realize that if one person doesn't get you, if you don't connect with one person, 
maybe it's because they are not able to receive your love. Maybe it's because their worthiness is lower than what you are giving to them. And if that's the case, then if one person can't see you, then there's a hundred that will. It's knowing that. It's knowing that love will exist no matter where it is, how it comes, where it comes, and that it's going to come and go in various forms and ways. But if you are lucky to love in your life romantically, platonically, do so with fullness and with intention and lose it. Break your heart over and over again. Let it get broken over and over again. It is the most painful of many pains, heartbreak, but what it teaches you, what it allows for you in terms of the conduit for for growth. If people want to come in and betray you and cheat you and lie to you and break your heart and you lead with an open heart, knowing your receptivity, knowing that you are worthy of love, it's a lesson. It's a lesson. It shows you somewhere where you needed to have a learning that you didn't before and it sucks, but we try to protect ourselves with all these different defense mechanisms as if we have any control over what other people do to us, as if we have any control over how other people act, how other people move through this world, how other people decide to love us. We want to hold on to love that maybe once felt so beautiful and boundless and expect it to be that way forever. And that's simply not the truth. I read a quote once that said, to love someone is to attend a thousand funerals of the person that they used to be, you know, when you fell in love with them. And it's scary, but it's true. It's the ability to love someone for where they are, no matter what, that truly is the unconditional love and acknowledge and accept that love is going to change throughout your life. It's going to be in many different forms. And that doesn't mean that you're any less worthy of it because maybe it came to you and left you. It just means that you are a growing, evolving being meant for evolving, meant for fluidity, meant for alignment. And if you are following your open-heartedness, allowing things to be felt, whether that is love or whether that is pain, you will never be led astray if you are just unconditional in your beingness. And then you actually have the really beautiful ability to be able to direct what you want to feel in your life. And you have the ability to be able to bring in feelings when you realize that no feeling is permanent and no feeling actually has much power over you, has any more power over you than, than you give it. So you can get through this by learning about yourself, practicing to push yourself out of your comfort zone and congratulating yourself when you do, by learning to speak up and communicate, try at the very least, you know, I have this problem. Surprisingly, I have a podcast and it's hard for me to communicate. Um, I have challenges sometimes communicating how I'm feeling because I can tend to be so detached from my emotions that I don't really know exactly how to communicate them. And so even saying something like, I don't know what I'm feeling right now, I feel numb, or I don't know how to put this into words, but I'm going to try, that is more than enough. But don't shut down. Don't shut off. If you have anything to do with it, don't shut off. Don't shut people out who are trying to see you and understand you. Try your very best to let them. Try your very best to prove yourself wrong and thinking that people will never get you. And if they don't get you when you do, no, it's not your fault. Validate yourself. Be there for yourself. Realize that the people that you love, think about them, okay? For, for an instance, think about the people that you love in your life. What do you love about them? What do you see in them? that you love? What do you like about them? Take a few seconds and think about your favorite person or your favorite few people and what they give to you. Whatever they give to you, you are able to receive. Whatever they give to you, there is an open door of receiving on your end. And that's pretty amazing that you're able to see that. You're able to love other people and let them love you in their own way. And now realize that whatever they give to you, the reason that you can see it and the reason that you can appreciate it is because that's within you too. You probably give them something very similar. You probably give them love that is 
you know, beyond communication on your end, you might not even know what you give to them or what you bring to other people or how you show up for people in the lives around you. Just take a second, give yourself credit for the ability to love. If you love anyone at all, a friend, a dog, a cat, your parents, that's beautiful. That's amazing. That's a gift. And now go and expand that love, expand that love inwards towards yourself. Start thinking about what you love about yourself, what you can appreciate about yourself. And if it's so, so hard to do that, then start thinking about what you love and appreciate in other people all the time. Just voice it, see it, speak it to your friends, to your loved ones. Tell people that you love them. Be comfortable with the saying, I love you. Say it in the mirror. It's going to feel weird at first if you haven't done that before, but say it in the mirror. Do it over and over and over again until love becomes something that is easy and effortless and is allowed to flow through your life and not something that needs to be feared. You practice this type of desensitization to fearing love by being able to give it freely to the people in your life that are in your life who are giving it back to you and to yourself. And when you give it to yourself, when you nurture yourself, you're really able to know that no matter what, you're going to be okay. And no matter what, things aren't that scary. And that if someone is trying to see you and you're not letting them, or you have a fear of intimacy, but you crave it, it is because you can't be intimate with yourself in some way, shape or form. It's because there's a part of you that is scared. And I want you to sit and you know ask yourself, what are you so scared of? What are you so scared of? Think about it. Write it down. Really. Get it out on paper and look at it and sit with that and think, maybe, why, where, where did that come from? Why do I believe that? What is true about this? What is actually true about this? Looking at the limiting beliefs that you have around love and being seen and being accepted and knowing that they are limiting. They are limiting beliefs born somewhere out of trauma in your childhood, born somewhere out of a previous relationship, born somewhere out of feelings of unworthiness that you've carried through your life that you can let go of. And it's a process to do so, but it it starts with feeling. That's what it starts with. It starts with allowing yourself to feel whatever you're feeling non-judgmentally. It starts with leading with that open heart and allowing yourself to see it in other people. It starts with realizing that we are all naturally connected in this world, breaking out of the idea that love means one thing and looking for it everywhere that you go. It means realizing that if one person doesn't get you, then a hundred people will. It means learning about yourself, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and holding your own hand while you do it, nurturing that inner child inside of you by doing the things that you're scared to do, by releasing your art to the world, even if it's not ready. It's never going to be ready. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's never going to be ready. It's never going to be perfect. But by doing the things that you want to do and allowing yourself the freedom to do them and allowing yourself the freedom to feel the fear while you do them, including when you speak up, including when you communicate to other people your feelings or emotions, especially when you start to love other people romantically and they start to love you, really paying attention to the things inside of you that scream that you don't deserve this, whether it shows up in insecurity and jealousy, whether it shows up in looking for them to do something wrong, whatever it is, look at yourself and look at where you think you don't deserve love. Look at where you think that things are going to go wrong, where you're premeditating things that are going to go wrong. Why are you doing that? Why are you premeditating that someone won't understand you? Why are you premeditating that someone will get upset at you if you voice your emotional communication and capacity of feeling something particular? Why do you feel like you are not worthy of boundless, beautiful, unconditional love? And where did that come from? You are the only one who can answer that and you're the only one who can lead yourself into the space where it's safe enough to answer those questions. And once you're really able to sit with yourself with those things and take a really non-judgmental look at your limiting beliefs around love in your life, around freedom in your life, around the things that you do and feel in your life, then you're able to start to let other people in. But you can't let other people see you if you don't see yourself. There's somewhere in you that, you know, it's, it's there's a block, And so it's important to remember, you know, constant vigilance is not going to keep you from getting hurt. It never will. There's a vigilance inside of you somewhere. Maybe you don't want it to be there, but it is there. The only way through is to feel it. The cage is open. You can walk out anytime you want. Why are you still in there? That is actually a quote that I read on TikTok somewhere. I don't know who wrote it. I tried to look it up, but I think it was just like found on Tumblr and I did add it to my prose. So that was not 
That was not original, by the way. But even something like that, where I, I feel like sometimes I'll be scrolling on TikTok or I will be reading something in a book and I feel such a deep resonance with whatever is said that I almost feel like I wrote it or I almost feel like I thought it or it was part of my internal world in existence and then someone else just communicated it the exact way that I would have communicated it or had the same experience or thought process with it. I think something like that as well shows you that, you know, nothing is original. Therefore, nothing is truly yours. Nothing is isolative. And that means that everything is kind of shared and that maybe some people think differently than you do and are different than you do. It doesn't mean that you can't connect with them, but maybe those aren't the people that should be close to you in your life. The more that you see and validate yourself and really are able to love the things about who you are from a place of real unconditionality, then honestly, the more that you're going to be able to find other things and people to love, the more you're going to be open to people in your life coming in, letting them in, the more you're going to be able to share the things that you want to do and and do it unapologetically, not caring if it's good or seen or bought by the world, but doing it for you from a place of wanting to do it, from a place of true honesty, true authenticity. And I think that that's really where everything will start and everything will flourish and everything will be able to grow. But in the growth, there will be growing pains. And it's something that you have to realize. And every time you feel that real resistance, that real sense of fear, don't shut it off. Let yourself feel it, but don't let it overpower you. Don't give it the power to move you and to control you. All right. That's all I have for today. Um, I, I'm going to be answering some questions on my TikTok uh, around this. So if you came from the video that was posted around wanting to be seen, but fearing being perceived, then go ahead and comment on that video and I will try to get back to you. There is going to be a video with this podcast episode. It will be on YouTube, um, on my channel, which is butterfly fountain. You can follow my socials on TikTok. I give self-help and spirituality advice, very similar to the podcast, which is probably where most of you are coming from. Um, and my TikTok is Butterfly Fountain. My Instagrams are in the description. The podcast Instagram is figuring shit out with three eyes. My personal Instagram is 222VGF. I am looking forward to this next chapter. I'm going to be having some guests soon at some point, and I'm really, really looking forward to leading with the freedom and authenticity of allowing and really following my arrow with this whole thing. Um, as always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, please reach out. Um, as well, if you would love to leave a little review, if you are a consistent listener and you haven't, would be very much appreciated. I have never asked for reviews, but I figure maybe it's a good time to do that. Um, so I will see you guys next Sunday. And remember, more than anything, remember, if you spend your whole life trying to get your act together, you don't have a life, you have an act. So go and live your fucking life. Allow yourself to be seen. You deserve it. Okay. Bye. You got to look for the redeeming feature. You got to look for things to appreciate. You got to find a reason to make it okay where you are. No, I've got to strive and struggle and try. That's what I've been taught. Growth and expansion is my quest. No, that's inevitable. Whether it comes easy or hard is the question. The horrible truth is that it's an inside job. That if you're going to get that love and that respect that you've just so love, that connect, that union starts inside. To every experience of growth, there is an equal and an opposite. And that equal and an opposite is what drives you to that light. So you have to start inwards. You have to start first within yourself.